What will today be? A winter freeze or a January thaw? Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. The winter world can, at times, feel like an alien place. Liquid water turns solid, plants that are so verdant and vivacious in the warmer months appear dead, many animals leave entirely, and others disappear into their winter hibernacula. There is a stillness and serenity to this time of year when life feels pared down to the basics, staying warm, staying fed, and staying active enough to stave off the worst of the cabin nasties. Most years, I find myself regularly getting out for jaunts through the still landscape to marvel at all I find. One thing that never ceases to amaze me is the multitude of ways ice can form, as if hand-sculpted by the magical whims of so many fairies, such that even something as simple and uninspired as a puddle in the middle of a gray forest is transformed into an ethereal and ephemeral work of art. After a heavy rain or big snow melt, puddles are common in our neck of the woods. Every lump or bump in the contours of the forest floor is paired with just as many pockets, cradles, and depressions. These furrows can absorb a great deal of water, but when the ground is frozen or saturated, the capacity for the soil to take up any more water is severely compromised. So liquid water collects where it awaits a cold night to freeze. Once it does freeze, these puddles can appear absolutely otherworldly and mystical, gilded with perfect feathers and ferns of frost, air pockets under many thin layers of ice, and what appear to be perfect topographic lines in equally perfect concentric rings tracing the boundaries of the puddle or any other object that might punctuate the surface of the water. For the youngest naturalists among us, perhaps the most magical quality of these frozen puddles is how crunchy they are underfoot. As a child, I recall darting here and there, all over the trail, in an effort to crunch as much ice as I could. But now as an adult, I find myself mesmerized and in awe of the fine detail in these icy works of art. But how do they form? Once a puddle forms and temperatures plummet, these shallow pools of water start to freeze. Unsurprisingly, they tend to freeze at their edges, where the water is the thinnest and most susceptible to temperature changes. Hence, the first ring of ice forms. Simultaneously, these puddles often are slowly losing water to both evaporation and absorption, so the water level is constantly dropping. This causes the thinnest ice on the inside of this first ring to slump downwards and inwards, following gravity, until the structural nature of the ice holds it aloft. Because water is attracted to water, as the pool continues to recede, the liquid water holds on to the innermost bit of ice in this ring and creates a little watery bridge which continuously freezes. As this trend continues, the result is a thin sheet of ice with so many concentric topographic lines demarcating areas where for a time only the surface tension of the water connects it to the ice above. From here, the puddle can freeze in so many interesting ways. It might freeze up entirely, allowing hikers to safely hike or slide across its surface. There might be an additional flush of water due to more melting or rain events which can flood the banks of these pools, creating additional layers over the old ones. Or the water could continue to be absorbed into the duffy soil below, allowing the once-liquid pool to transform into nothing more than a gossamer-thin sheet of ice with so many topographical squiggles held aloft above a frozen, dry forest floor. 
So this weekend, depending on the particular temperature and snow cover of wherever you call home, you can be on the lookout for frozen puddles. How many layers of ice are there? Do you see any of these concentric lines? If you have a pint-sized naturalist in your party, you could even try carefully dissecting one of these frozen puddles to better understand their structure. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 